Hey you damn guys, welcome to Book Club Member Comics. My name is John Salinas and I'm here with... Oh, we love this. I'm Danielle. Hey you damn guys, hey everybody's back. We got hey, Danielle back, how's it whole, going? The whole crew is back. Yeah, this is our Book Club podcast, we're reading comics, we're talking to our friends and Danielle's back to tell you all about it. Ah, <laughs> we're going to tell you what we're going to read and then we're going to read the, the thing and then you're going to read it. And you're you're gonna listen. Then we're gonna talk about what we read, and you're gonna listen to us talking about what we read, and then you're gonna send us a hey damn guys, and that's a email, or a, you send us a message on a social media, and uh, then you're gonna talk about what we talked about when we were talking about what we read, and then we're gonna talk about what you talked about when you were talking about what we talked about, and that's a book club, yes. and that is friendship. Friendship. Back to you, John. Ah, oh, awesome. That was amazing. That was great. We got some shouts outs again. Shouts outs. Recurring shouts, out. shouts outs for Ross Radke, book, Ross club Radke member. book club member. And almost the Kickstarter is almost uh, funded. It's less than hundred dollars. Yeah. Less than a hundred dollars at this moment. It'll probably be funded by the time that you listen to this. But we're not done yet. We've got some more to do with the Kickstarter. We'll talk about that shortly. But yeah, mega shout out to Ross. Support him. The link will be in the show notes for this episode. It's also on our link tree on our social media. We had our Spider-Man episode last week. I had some things I forgot to talk about. Okay. When we were talking, we were saying as soon as we finish recording, we're going to be like, ah, there are some things that we've... We, we did do that. We did do that. There were some <laughs> other things. I, I don't even remember what we talked about immediately after. But then later when I was editing, I was thinking about the Spider-Man game for the Sega CD. Oh, yeah. Okay. I used to have a Sega CD. I was one of those kids. But there was a Spider-Man game, and the soundtrack was by Mr. Big. Do you remember oh, Mr. Shit. Big? <laughs> yes, I remember Mr. Big. They did the songs for it, oh, and that was like man. a big selling point for Jeez. the game and stuff Amazing. like that. Anyway. At the at the very end, like at the very end, like Venom's gonna drop Mary Jane into the vat of acid or something, and I could never save her. Like I don't think I ever beat it. Oh, I, no. I, I got to the end a bunch of times. Oh no! I think like even since then, I've looked it up on YouTube That's just great. to see what the ending was like. But anyway, I used to have that game. Um, it had a very memorable Mr. Big theme song. Wow! Oh wow! And then also the Marvel Legends Spider-Man. Do you remember the Marvel Legends Spider-Man series? I think oh. like the covers were by Terry Dodson. I think so, yeah. Yeah, that was a good series. Like, I remember liking that. I think I have all yeah. those issues. Anyway, but that was another comic. We were talking about all the ones that we liked. I remember liking that series as well. I need to revisit that again. We never discussed... We, we talked about after the show, uh, favorite villains. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was one thing that we didn't um, talk about. I don't even know where we landed on that. We, I don't know. I mean, got I think, quite the rogues gallery. Oh, we started talking about Hobgoblin, the Hobgoblin 2 when he became a demon before he got split into normal and demo goblin. I yeah, don't know what any no, of that yes. fucking means. I do like so. the demo goblin design. Um, that's one of my favorites. I also like the doppelganger Spider-Man. I think oh, I talked yeah. about that on the mm -hmm. episode. I like whenever there's like a like evil, sure. crazed kind of Spider-Man character. Anyway. Uh, I actually have a correction from that episode. Oh, okay. I actually, uh, I said, um, I was talking about Spider the Amazing Spider-Man movies. I was like, it's Andrew Garfield and Emma Watson. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like alternate universe where that happens. And I didn't even catch it Amazing. on the edit either. I norm would normally catch something like that. But anyway, so you were so confident. Obviously, I meant Emma Stone, star, <laughs> Emma Stone. Of, star of such movies as Zombieland Double Tap, and not Emma Watson, star of such movies as the Beauty and Beast remake. How did you just manage to pick? The most I know. fucking awful movies. You picked the least obvious you, movies. Did you for go both through their IMDb and just like, what is the worst one that I can name? Amazing. 
I didn't actually have to open their IMDb's. <laughs> but I had thought about it. That's funny. That's great. Good job there. I almost spit out my drink. That's good. I always seem to miss out when you guys are like, let's just do a fun fucking around episode. Well, we did. Uh, well, we actually did. We did one issue of Spider Man, but we also just had like a spider That's discussion. Fun. Do you have any spider thoughts you want to share? You kind of jumped in on the episode there at the end. Whenever anyone asks me a question, it's just no thoughts, head empty. Okay, just my head is completely empty now. In a little bit, you might think of you might think of something because we're going to have some more discussion on this. We're now we're going to go into our listener feedback. Oh, listener feedback. You read a story. We talk about it. You hate them guys us. And it's a book club. Get out, trades and floppies. We got to hate you damn guys from Matt Strackbine. Matt Strackbine. Book club member. Uh-huh. Oh, man, it was so great to hear from yeah. Matt again. Love he you, said, Matt. Uh, he said, great Spidey episode. I used <laughs> awesome. to design ski apparel and Olympic ski race suits for a Colorado-based company called Spider. The company logo was a Black Widow spider. And they had a rule that you weren't allowed to kill any spiders on the property. We had to catch That's them awesome. and take them outside or leave them alone. Yeah, wow. why, why exactly? Who, who doesn't get immediately get a cup and a board? Yeah, a little cup and a, like a, a like a piece of paper. We have a saying. Uh, we yeah. have a saying around the household. I'll say, "Fetch me my cup and board." That's right. That's what <laughs> we do. And that means I have to bug. catch a bug. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Matt says it wasn't uncommon to see a giant spider web in the corner of a conference room or closet. They're oh, great. Wow. They're great to have around. We yeah. leave spiders alone. We have a couple. If they're not in I the way, there's one just, right there yeah. in that corner. Sometimes we'll relocate them if they're if it's a high traffic area. But if it's not, we just leave them yeah, there. They I mean, catch bugs. They it's catch great. all the bugs in the house. Yeah. When I went to the initial job interview, I couldn't help but notice that there were Spider-Man posters everywhere. Nice. On the door to my soon-to-be boss office, there was an exact Todd McFarlane poster I had on my bedroom wall as a kid. Needless to say, this was a job for me. You might even say I had a tingling sense of Nice. Down the road, after the original owner sold the company and everyone started acting more corporate, I had risen to a substantially higher position, so no one could stop me when I decided to decorate my office with several (laughs) Spider-Man posters. Nice. I sought out my favorite artists like Ditko, Romita Sr., and Jr., McFarlane, and more. I told everyone who asked that it was a throwback to the company's origins. Mm. As a design element, we put webs on just about everything we made, but in reality, it was a giant fuck you to the corporate overlords (laughs) trying to make our lives as boring and mundane as possible. Anyway, if I had to say which Spider-Man was my favorite Spider-Man, then I'd answer like this. Animation, the 1960s cartoon Mm. series. I even have the DVD box set. Nice. Favorite comic book, The Spectacular Spider-Man, beginning in 1988, after they removed Peter Parker from the title until around 1994. I think I have a bunch of that stuff. Okay. Yeah, but I don't think I've read that complete run. That's Mm. uh, I, I need to revisit that. Favorite movie, the first two Sam Raimi films. Favorite live action actor, Nicholas Hammond. Nice. I love a Nicholas Hammond uh, fan over here. <laughs> he says, uh, favorite Spider-Man artist, Steve Ditko. Favorite Spider-Man mm-hmm. writer, J.M. DeMatteis. Okay. Uh, we met uh, Mateus. Yeah. We met yes. him at, at Comic Palooza one year. Super nice. <clears throat> I had him sign all my um, Craven's Last Hunt he was uh, nice, issues. Yeah. I think he oh, wrote that. Yeah. That's such a good storyline. Yeah. Favorite Spider-Man villain, Electro. Nice. Okay. Cool. Oh, and I just picked up the standalone graphic novel Spider-Man Hookie, which was illustrated by Bernie Wrightson himself. Nice. I highly recommend tracking this down for any fans of the character and or Wrightson. Thanks, Matt Strackbine. I think I have that as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to take a picture of that. Good stuff. Um, Thank you for that. Thank you for for your spider thoughts, Matt. We love to know your spider thoughts. 
Thank you, Matt. That was great. Yeah. yeah. Did we, you guys talk about Spider Gwen? Oh, uh, we touched on the character. Okay. I I love. I mean, I love that character. I remember uh, when you came home with those the uh, that issue, and you were like, "This is a fucking thing," and yeah, I was yeah. like, "Let me see this fucking thing." Yeah. And then the rest of that was like, "She's a drummer. This has this is an excellent aesthetic. It's incredible. Everything about it is amazing." And I I fell in love with that character so much. And then uh, when you know Into the Spider Verse came out, obviously oh, yeah. Miles Morales, right? Amazing. Yeah. But she in it too and i was really excited to see that as well and so um yeah i just um and obviously there's everything about that movie was so good and they you know yeah. they've, they've kind of off the back of that we've gotten so much other stuff but like uh yeah when i was thinking about what spider things i i can't believe i didn't immediately come up with that of yeah the or ghost spider or whatever her oh yeah now she's, called, ghost, spider, yeah. now she's yeah. ghost spider I, i've taken it just you know like a lot of people have taken just call her spider gwen which is whatever but you know what character i'm talking about but um yeah that's that's all really good stuff all of that and obviously miles and everything like yeah. um I'm, I'm looking forward in the future to seeing more of miles morales hopefully but um what was, what was the spider the guy that was from houston Oh, oh Kane. Scarlet Spider. Scarlet Spider. We talked about that a we little bit. Oh, about you talked about Scarlet Spider? Yeah, okay, yeah, awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love an, I love an, uh, an H-Town Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, that, was a, that was a big deal. Um, uh, the last time I saw that character was at the end of Spider-Verse, and he was popping out of the other cocoon. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. God, I gotta, like, read his Wikipedia or something and see whatever happened to him. Yeah, but Spider-Gwen, I, I do really like the twist on that character. We didn't talk about it too much. I think, I don't think this is a spoiler, but it's like... She was bitten by the the spider instead yeah. of Peter, which makes sense because she would have been there in the same lab, right? right? Yeah. And stuff like that. And then Peter became the lizard. He became, he became the, lizard. the lizard, yeah. And she had to kill him. Yeah. Instead sad. of Captain Stacy dying, Peter dies, and then so she uh, dedicates herself that. And then so she's also in a band with Mary Jane. Yeah. Called the Mary Jane. That's pretty good. Which I think is she's, fucking she's, awesome. Yeah, she's the drummer. Yeah, I mean, it, that is such a cool book. There are so many different layers to that character. And it fucking looks so good. It looks really good. There's this Paulo Rivera cover that I was after forever. Mm -hmm. It's got Spider-Gwen, and she's like on top of this rooftop, and she's got the drumstick. She's holding him in the air. Yeah. But the way the... Paulo Rivera, like the point of view of the shot, you see the water towers and it looks like they're the drums. Yeah. So it looks like the buildings are the drums and she's playing them nice. or something like that. So can I just say I love her fucking spider suit? Yeah. As oh well. yeah. She's it's in incredible. the spider suit. It looks really cool. Looks good. Yeah. So and the colors on it are so yeah, that, yeah, good yeah. too. I finally got that issue, and I um, sent it off to CGC. I know a lot of oh, people are shit. like uh, CGC, but it came back a nine eight, and I was nice. like really nice. happy about it. Oh, and so there there are people like uh, CGC. Well, yeah, I mean, it's... Well, there are people who do that about literally everything, so. But I But I didn't buy it to resell it. I just bought it for me. No, yeah. So I just bought it as a, as a display piece for yeah. me, anyway. Yeah. No, I, I understand. Anyway, I love that character. I love that. I love uh, that cover. And Aubrey and I were talking about this a little bit, too. Like, then they came out with Silk, but Spider-Gwen had already kind of stole a lot of that. Well, she a lot of what? Well, I think Silk came out first, but then, like, Spider-Gwen came out, because Spider-Gwen wasn't supposed to be, like, a... She was just supposed to be one and done from uh -huh. the Spider-Verse. But, but she's amazing, so obviously and that so, didn't happen. So, oh, wait, yeah, so no. why why aren't there room for both of these characters? Well, there, there are. are. Yeah, there are. But I think... But we were just saying, like, Spider-Gwen has obviously become more popular. Mm -hmm. Like, I think more people know of her. Maybe that's because she's in the movie, in the Spider-Verse movie. But, but I, I, she was more popular even before that. I mean, even yeah. before that, they were yeah. selling the hoodie and everything. So I mean, yeah. Is it your opinion that it's like, we have a girl. We don't need another one. No. Okay. I just think. No, no. I mean, do you think that's what people are thinking? No, I just think or... it's temporally too close. Okay. Like if you come out with one and then you come out with the other one, like another right one after. Another one what? 
new character. Okay. You're trying to spin off the, you know, you come out with Miles and then you wait a couple years right. and you come out with another big one. Another and then you big, wait, yeah, you wait spider a couple years. person. And then what happened with Spider-Verse is that there were so many. Like, even right now, they're, there about, to spider make, punk. they're about to make Spider-Punk number one. Oh, geez. So yeah. that was a character. Like, there are still, they're There's still, still so spinning many, off yeah. because yeah. the fan response has, but they got to spread it out. Right. They couldn't release Spider-Punk and I think why they've waited so long is they're like, okay, we've There's got. There's so many. We've characters that people like <laughs> let's, okay let's yeah wait so that way people can have a chance to enjoy all these characters i just yeah. think that there's so many that it's i i've kind of felt the opposite i felt like they have so many it's like it's something for everyone kind of situation so if you're like oh i love the noir spider yeah guy then the trench coat in the hat he's like batman spider man or whatever I think that there's always like a thing for every person yeah. to like or but whatever. Also, what is Spider Man like twenty ninety nine or whatever? But they're also counting guy. on the diehards that collect every title. Yeah. And they're like, Okay, we can cool. only, we can only make them collect five titles yeah. a month. Who's the guy I'm thinking of? He's got the cut off sweater where he cut the sleeves off of his hood. Craven the Hunter. No. No, Ben no. Riley. Oh, Ben Riley. Yeah, yeah. Ben Riley. Yeah. Is that the guy? Okay. Yeah. Anyway. I Uh-oh. just feel like it's like I get I get very wary of when people say there was just one. You meant spider person. But there are people who will genuinely say, Well, we just put a girl in the Avengers. Well, I mean, Why would we put another girl in the Avengers? No, yeah, yeah. That's not, what I'm trying to clarify. And, and not even really spider yeah. person, but someone they're trying to make a number one off of. Sure, sure, sure. Yes. You know, they're trying yes. to spin this person into their own. I totally own title. get it, yeah. You know, that's, that's that kind is of what absolutely completely understandable but i just feel like you know there there are people who would have been like well why are there two yeah of these no i think i think both of those characters have been pretty well received yeah okay awesome um okay so one spider woman alternate costume that i really enjoyed was the uh, ultimate spider one the clone of peter parker oh that's the one we didn't talk about so i actually have that action figure in the (laughs) ultimate in the ultimate spider-man they made a bunch of clones okay and so there's a clone of gwen and that clone becomes Carnage yep. in mm-hmm. the ultimate. When uh, I hear clone yeah. in, like, I know, when right. we're talking about Spider-Man, I'm just, uh. But in the ultimate universe, they kind of different. Okay, they did a different thing. The, the, the clone saga in the ultimate universe yeah. is like six issues. Okay. Yeah. And basically, uh, they made a clone of Peter that is a woman, and she, but she has the spider powers also. And she has Peter's That's memories, That's so interesting. Too. And yeah. she, and she kind of looks like him. Like That's when really they look at each other, you, they look like twins. Sure. You know what I mean? And, and they call her Jessica Drew and, that's she's oh. ultimate Jessica Drew. Right. Oh, right. why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then she played a really big part in that's the Spider so Verse too. Okay, so they called her Jessica Drew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, interesting. So that's the ultimate. But the uh, the costume woman. looks like the black costume, but it's like oh. a dark burgundy instead of black. Cool. That sounds yeah. fucking and rad. And, her, and it's got her hair cut up for her hair to come out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty a cool. Sucker for shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's I a good one. I love the Cyclops one where he's got his hair coming out the top. It's so ridiculous. I love it. I love that shit. Man, that was the ultimate of cool in the nineties, right? Where you got the like the Gambit did it too, and yeah, everybody that, that did it. Arca- or like a, it was Angel, I think, did it. Yeah, Angel did it. Archangel didn't do it because he was right. Bald he had to, at yeah. First. Well, you right. have a you have a great story about David Finch. I, I don't do. Wanna, I don't want to yeah. sidetrack us no, too I, much, but I'm, this is a good story. <laughs> so I showed up early to um, San Diego Comic Con one year, like it was the like the Wednesday before or something like that, and so there was like a just a little bit of time where you could kind of mill around, and not like most of the people were not in there. And so I was kind of wandering around trying to find someone. I saw, I was like, is that David Finch just at a table with no one around? Yeah, yeah. Just him and his wife just chilling. 
So I walk up. I was like, hi, um, I don't mean to disturb you. And he's like, no, no, you're fine. And he was very like happy to see a person. I was like, yeah, are you? I just didn't know if you were like, are you signing right now? Or are you doing any sketching? And he was like, yeah, sure. No problem. Give me your book. And I was like, seriously, really? Okay. That was awesome. And I handed it over and he's like, what would you like me to sketch? And I was like, I don't know, Cyclops. It's like, okay, sure. And he starts sketching it and he's so fast and he's, it looks so fucking good. And I just can't believe what's happening. And then he goes to do, he very softly, almost imperceptibly does the outline of his head, the, the top cap. of his the head. Yes. Cap. And I go, Oh, I, I don't mean to. And he goes, No, please. And I was like, I, I mean, you're doing this is so nice. He goes, No, go ahead. I was like, I love the Cyclops with the hair. And he <laughs> laughed, started laughing so hard. He goes, you got there just in time because I was about to put the, the skull cap on. Yes. I was like, I, I if it's not too much trouble. He goes, no, I love to draw hair. And he just like it, it immediately just like 20 seconds drew this incredible head of hair on him. And I was like, thank you so much. And man, that really tickled his wife. Too. You can she was see like, it in looked, the sketch Yes, too. you can see yeah. where he kind of outlined it. And yeah, yeah. He was so sweet about it. Like I was like, I really don't mean to. You know, beggars can't be choosers. And he was like, no, please. And I was like, I love the hair. And he started laughing. He was like, man, you caught me just in time. I was just about to. But anyway, he was very sweet about it. And yeah. it looks amazing. And it's, it's like, a great sketch. It's the start of that book. It's, it's the, the first, first one in that sketchbook. And so now anytime I hand over my sketchbook and people open up, they go, oh, shit, David Finch. Fuck, now I got to do a good job. <laughs> yeah. And they flip through and they're like, damn, now That's I have to do a good one. Yeah, so sketchbook. it's a good way to open good it job. up. But anyway, so... um. Yeah. yeah that's Thanks a good for telling look. that story. Awesome. <laughs> that's a good look. We also got a Hey You Damn Guys from Hayden Orr. Hayden Orr. Book club member. That's right. Great episode, you damn guys, and thank you so much for the shouts out. I missed Danielle, but it was super fun hearing the boys TM. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd out about Spider-Man. I wasn't super into Spider-Man when I was younger, but I had the PS1 games, and they made me really like some of the villains, especially Rhino, Scorpion, and Sandman. Oh, we were talking oh, about Scorpion. Yes. Oh, that's what we were talking about. I was talking about the Matt Gargan Scorpion. Or okay. uh, uh, Matt Gargan Venom. became Venom. Yeah. I, and he was in the Thunderbolts. I, I liked a lot of that stuff. That I was like really Thunderbolts. good. Thunderbolts. That's cool. <laughs> But after I saw the first Spider-Man movie and Willem Dafoe turned in an absolutely pants-shittingly crazy performance <laughs> as Green Goblin, that solidified Spider-Man and Green Goblin as some of my favorite Marvel characters. And I'd have to agree that Tom Holland is my favorite live-action Spidey. And it was amazing to see him go up against Dafoe's Goblin in the newest movie. That was really good. Uh, oh, that was so good. It was awesome. Yeah. And this was a fun issue. I'd seen the Tri-Sentinel reference before, but I never actually realized it debuted in a Spidey comic. Also, Aubrey, if you do end up listening to an audiobook version of Frankenstein, there is a great version on Apple Music that's a bit annotated, but it's read by Christopher Lee. Whoa. Nice. The Sir Christopher Lee. I have an audiobook where he reads um, J.R.R. Tolkien's The Lord the Lord of Huron. Amazing. And it's like, holy shit, Saruman is reading me a, a Tolkien yeah. story. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> He even does a cool voice for the creature. Okay, we got to get into that. Okay. I oh, definitely nice. recommend yes. it. He says, also, I have to say, that's what he says. There's like, there's like five O's on this. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, I have to say, if they end up doing the symbiote, do you say symbiote or symbiote? Symbiote is what I okay. say. Yeah. The symbiote suit in one of the next Tom Holland films, I really would like to see them recreate the scene from the animated series. Oh, yes. And okay. so there's a... So I, assume, as, I assume there's some sort of Yes, link. I watched that clip. Yeah. So okay. Hayden, uh, he linked this this hilarious clip from um, the, the, the Fox Spider-Man. We were talking about the Fox Spider-Man cartoon. So uh, Peter is possessed by 
the black costume and he's like going mad because of it. Uh-huh. Um, like you do. Of course. Hold Albert on, and I are wait. looking at each other nodding very seriously. <laughs> for people who cannot. Hold on, wait. <laughs> So good. You can't escape me. I'll chase you to the ends of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> Turned in quite a to to borrow a phrase of pants shittingly intense. So yes, I want to. I also would like to see that's voice acting. Just one... yelling until you destroy your voice. Yeah, it was so good though. Um, that's great. We also got a hey you doing guys from Mark Twiddell. Mark Twiddell. Book club member mm-hmm. and also awesome co-host and just a great guy. That All around true. great guy. Mark says, Spectacular Spider-Man was my favorite cartoon of the Spider-Man. It's available on Australian Netflix, so if you're tricky with a VPN, you should be able to access it. Oh, we were saying it wasn't available anywhere, right? I think. Uh, not not in... Uh, I mean, you can... I, I saw you can buy it digitally, but, uh, you can't, uh-huh. but it's not streaming anywhere. Okay, cool. It was canceled because it was uh, a Sony show and the television rights from Spider-Man reverted to Marvel. Uh, the character's oh. designs were by Sean Galloway Cheeks. Oh, Sean Galloway. Yeah. He did the... Um he also did the character designs for the Hellboy animated, and we also met him, and he yes, was a super awesome very guy. very sweet. Uh, and, which is why the uh, show looks so damn good. Of uh, the live-action movies, Tom Holland is my favorite Spider-Man. The Sam Raimi Spider-Man 2 is my favorite Spider-Man film. He also <laughs> That's said, the same thing we said. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he also I saw that Twitter thread. He also posted the uh, theme song to Spectacular Spider-Man, and that song was a fucking banger. <laughs> I'll, I'll, go ahead, I'll go ahead and link that. Yeah, he did He did a link that song in the show notes. It's awesome. Like, Spectacular. What was the song where they talk about spider blood, spider blood? What's that song? That's the Fox of the the, 90s one, yeah. I remember that so clearly. Spider-Man had great theme songs. He did. He always has had. They're all really good. We also had some feedback on our uh, Ross Radke Kickstarter episode. All right. Yeah. Did we already book club member Ross Radke yet? We did, and I but I said we were going to come back and talk about it more. Okay. And now we're going to talk about it some a little bit more. We book club membered him. Yes, Ross Radke. Book club member. So. So Ross, uh, Ross is so close at this moment to hitting the finish line on yeah. his Kickstarter. We're all really proud of him, but we're not done. Stretch goals exist Stretch in this universe. Goals. Nice. Yes, and I want this comic Stretch to be. Stretch those goals. Stretch them out. I want this to be as big of a comic as possible. Give me the most pages. Stretch out those goals as hammies. Stretch out the hammies. Yes. So if we hit six thousand, we get a forty-eight page monster size monster book. Grace. Okay, nice. so let's make this happen. I would like that. Yeah, let's keep those pledges coming. And if you've already pledged, uh, maybe you can go and add a hyper detailed sketch card. You know, on our social media, as mm. I posted some mm. of the awesome sketch cards that yeah. I have. Ross does such an incredible job. They're good with those. They're a little cheaper than what he normally charges. Yes, this is now. So this your is a great opportunity. You know, yeah. if you've wanted to get some of these sketch cards, this is a great opportunity to get some so yeah that's awesome thank you so much ross for hanging out with us for that kickstarter episode we heard from clayton schofield Mm, clayton schofield book club member Mm -hmm. he said that was a great episode 
Danielle's excitement regarding the Tanshi Zanyich page was absolutely pal- palpable. <laughs> uh, nice find, John. Yeah. Also, I need to get in on this Kickstarter. Ross should really have a give me your lunch money tier. That's a video <laughs> lunch and draw session. Yeah. And so Ross said, I might actually have to do that. That's like, great. wouldn't that be cool to have lunch with Ross and have him draw something like yeah, live? Man. I or, think yeah. he just added something similar to That's that. Great. He might have added it by now. Hey, that um, was a good idea that you had that he's doing idea. now. Yeah. So, so awesome. Yeah, please do that. Very cool. Um, we also heard from Mark again, Mark Tweedell. Mark Tweedell again. Book club member always. <laughs> yes, he said, I had fun listening to you all chat. Man, Danielle sounds absolutely stoked for that Tanshi Zanyich page. It's true. Two people pointed that out. It's oh, true. Oh, yeah. I remember when John called me up about it. I'm like, do it. Do it. Yes. Yeah, do it. I remember how much we went fucking ape shit over that page. And <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. a staple now. I think that's become like lore at this point. Yeah. How much I fucking love that goddamn page. All right. Awesome. Thank you for the feedback. And now we're going to go on to our book club episode for the week. And this week we're continuing our discussion of Silver Surfer. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the run from 2014 by Dan Slott and the Owl Reds. Today we're going to be re- eating. Yeah, today we're going to be eating issues four through seven Let's now. Eat them. Wait, no. <laughs> Mine's on my iPad. That doesn't sound appetizing. Eat this entire iPad. I'll do it. These issues were published from June to October 2014, written by Dan Slott and Michael Alred. Also, art by Michael Alred, colors by Laura Alred, letters by Clayton Cowles. And uh, this issue four cover is really great. It lets you know that the surfer is going to be encountering the Guardians of the Galaxy. The Guardians I- of the Galaxy and also Captain Marvel. Well, okay, so I think this is kind of interesting. We'll talk about this, but the movie had just come out months prior. Oh, had it? Okay. So they had to have coordinated this oh. with the release of the movie because they've clearly so like adopted the designs. Right. You yeah. know, some of the designs like... Um, like Peter Quill is definitely from the movie. Yeah, sure, exactly. Because right. normally um, in the comics he wears like a blue jacket. Oh, okay. Exactly. That's interesting. Um, the so they we've got the movie team of Star Lord, Drax, Gamora, Groot, and Rocket. But then in the comic during this time, they also had Captain Marvel on the team and Agent Venom, oh, aka see. Flash Thompson. <laughs> um, so they were also on the team. And like at the time, there was a lot of speculation that Captain Marvel was going to appear in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, right? Because mm. she right, was right. in the comic on the team, yeah, and they were like, "This okay. is how they're going to introduce her. She's going to pop out at the end or something." Can you imagine if they had thrown right, that away no, right. on that? Speaking of Agent Venom, that was my favorite Venom. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Okay. We didn't talk about Agent Venom. Yeah, Flash Thompson, he gets disabled through like a war injury, right? Or yeah, something like that. Yeah, he loses his leg in a war. Oh. Right. I'm not sure which one, whatever. Probably, probably what, like the Gulf War. There are like so that. many. So. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but then the government gives him the symbiote yeah. to work for them and so he's like a hero or whatever and yeah. he goes out into space and he's with the Guardians of the Galaxy. So, anyway. I will say that uh, Gamora and Drax do not look anything like the movie at all. They look like just comic book versions. Yeah, so films, Gamora, so I think like they've kept more. I like I and that was one thing about the movie that I was a little disappointed that they didn't give her those yellow rings around her eyes. They kind of did a little bit. They gave her like some little stuff very, around, yeah, yeah, but I like I really like that part of her design. Anyway, I love the movie. I think I think it's they're good. great. Yeah, I'm not trying to criticize it. Anyway. Oh, I love those are I fucking love those movies. <laughs> Okay, so we open on Amity Rest Home, New Jersey. That time Doctor Strange and the Hulk fought old timey monsters. Fucking <laughs> yes. <is> so awesome. <laughs> Fucking yes, man. We get brilliant depictions of Doctor Strange and the Hulk by the Alreds battling black and white versions of the Wolfman, Dracula, Frankenstein, the Mummy, 
Gilman, I guess, The Invisible Man, and The Fly. So awesome. Well, so uh, John was like, this is what we're going to be reading. And I, I open it up and I look at it and I'm like, oh, Doctor Strange. And I immediately get super excited. I'm like, fuck yes, Doctor Strange. And then I go, old timey monsters. <laughs> what? And I guess it's, it's I'm, I'm like, fuck yes. And so I, I can hear John like laughing. From across the room, as I just as I discover what I'm about just to read here, just taking this first yeah. page, right? It's so immediately amazing. just off the wall. Just everything I want, and I love it. Uh, but I did have to look this up. You know, Doctor Strange did fight Dracula back in 2006. Fuck yes! In a in a story called Doctor Strange versus Dracula Montesi Formula. Awesome. It's by Gene Colan and Dan Green and Steve Lealoa. It's the Sorcerer Supreme against the Emperor of the Undead. Dracula wants Earth to fall under the spell of the Darkhold. But Doctor Strange has joined Blade and the Night Stalkers in a quest to vanquish all vampires. So that's the synopsis of that. Uh, Doctor Strange versus Dracula. Anyway. Oh, okay. Was Dracula in black and white, though? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. That's so clever. Um, but I love this interaction with... Uh, um, Hulk, where he, where Frankenstein is like, grr, monster herd green man. He's like, please don't tell me I talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> In the middle of all this, Doctor Strange has a mystic vision. He tells Hulk he thinks he's divined a way to stop this madness at its source. The one that we've been waiting for has finally arrived. So we cut to the surfer and Don. <laughs> this is a really cute scene because he's like, um, you see that point of light, Don? That's your son. Oh, I probably shouldn't stare directly at it then. <laughs> From out here, you couldn't possibly... Never mind. <laughs> Let me look at Jupiter. <laughs> uh, so Don notices all the moons of Jupiter are in alignment and thinks it's the type of thing the surfer would look into. But the surfer, he just wants to drop Don off and get going. I'm out of here. Suddenly, blue suede's hooked on a feeling starts playing. Hooked on a feeling. And they encounter the Guardians of the Galaxy. And they all come out of the ship to inspect the surfer. I love this panel. Um, I like how Rocket calls him shiny pants. I thought that was a good one. (laughs) Nice. Star-Lord says they have to check out anything entering or leaving Earth. When Dawn calls them immigration in space, Star-Lord responds, Lady, we're the Guardians of the Galaxy. We are nothing like customs and immigration. (laughs) So how long will your visit to Earth be? And is it for work or pleasure? You bringing any alien flora or fauna into this system? Uh, It's a good gag. Yeah, it's really good. It's a a good bit. Have have you noticed his his hair coming out the top of his mask hair? So good. Yeah, yeah, really nice. Really nice. I just love seeing the depictions by the Alreds of some of these characters. You know what I mean? It's just really nice to see them in that style. It's a good look. Yeah. Dawn and the Surfer get scanned for microbes. Um, This is all really fun. Yeah, it's Um, super good. And the the Empiricon is mentioned at one point, and Captain Marvel's like, oh, the holiday planet, how was it? And I like how Dawn's like, it was lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Worth a visit? (laughs) Not anymore. We destroyed it, the surfer says. Of course. Why am I not surprised? What Captain Marvel responds, right? She's, and, and Don is like, what is she talking about? And he's like, come along, Don. Right? So he just kind of yeah. like blows it to the side. To we're going to kind of see there. this. Yeah. Uh, we're going to kind of see this throughout, which I think is interesting for I this character. I do like this page because, uh, you know, fucking Venom is over here like, oh, you've got alien microbes and whatever. And he's like, you're you're, you're an alien I was symbiote. Just, I was just about to bring that up because yeah. he says, microbes, Drax, your friend is host to an alien symbiote. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, so a raccoon and a tree man want to know if I, if I am bringing strange animals exactly right no and that's this one over really here good. like 
oh, I'm going to, this is a, don't worry about. I didn't catch about, that. That was so yeah, funny. Yeah, and he's like, don't worry about this. You know, you've got some microbes. He's like, I, I fail to see how I could have picked up any microbes. I possess the power cosmic. Yeah. Like, he's, he's trying to, he's <laughs> so confused by all this. But, but they then, still have to go through their thing. Well, and in a moment, we're going to see what they're doing. What are they really up exactly. to? Exactly. Well, the surfer, he again makes this comment that he's not staying on, quote unquote, that planet one second longer. And they take off. And Don, she kind of calls him out on that. She's like, uh, for being all snippy about Earth. Judge my whole world while you're at it, she says. I have. So how'd we do? You passed. passed. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great interaction right there. Um, I just, yeah, like when he's like, I have. What? I've judged your world. (laughs) Oh, all right. You passed. Yeah. Back with the Guardians. uh, Like you said, they were really scanning for Mm -hmm. Galactus's power signature. They still fear the Herald, just like the aliens on the Impericon. Yeah. Wait, but what are you pointing to? The hair. I'm pointing to her hair. Oh, yeah, the hair, Coming yeah. Coming out the top of her <laughs> you like the hair. costume there. I'm just saying. Like how Raga says, see, told you Surfer was on our side. Oh, yeah, yeah. With Heralds, it's better to be safe than sorry. Yes. That whole attitude, again, that we see towards... They're, they're just trying to keep him away from Earth if he's dangerous because they don't trust him. So that's really... Yeah. That's interesting that they have... Captain fucking Marvel. I would be intimidated. I'd be like, oh, did I, am I <laughs> under arrest? What's happening here? And as Don and the surfer approach Earth, I don't think we've talked about this as much, the panel layouts. Yeah. Um, they're really interesting. Really and I think like you start to notice it a little bit more. There's some really cool panels that we're going to see later. But as we're approaching, she's like, that's Australia, right? They're approaching Earth from the opposite side. She starts tapping her heels and says there's no place like home. There's a point where a surfer kind of stops and he turns around and he looks at her. And she says, sorry, that's from an Earth movie, The Wizard of Oz. I know. Stop. I've seen it thousands, thousands of, of times. <laughs> I've seen it. Carried by electrons and countless transmissions around your planet. Year after year after year. I was trapped in prison on Earth for over a decade. I know all your pop culture. That Bruce Willis was a ghost. Vader was Luke's father. And Rosebud was a sled. I know every song. I know every song ever written. The name and phylum of every earthly creature. I know every blade of grass. With my cosmic senses, I have ample time to know and learn everything your world has to offer. Everything. Okay. <laughs> that was so good. I, you know, I never thought about that. Like him flying around. He would pick all that yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I like how he's seen The Wizard uh, of Oz a thousand okay. times. Crack right. about Bruce Willis being a ghost. It's good. <laughs> so uh, she does ask him about being a prisoner, and he talk. I like this part. He talks about the barrier and how, even though it's gone, he still feels it, and he kind of puts his hand out there and feels for I it. I like how she's always holding his hand, or yeah, it's very sensual, uh, yes. right? Yeah, she's always she's having always, to grab him around his. She's his always touching him, shiny, yeah, shiny yeah. abs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he says he, he says it like it's not there, but he, he can feel where it used to be. Yeah. yeah. Right. So then he starts guiding her, and he's like, oh, from your voice, you're from North America, New England? And she's, like, guiding him to Anchor Bay. I actually looked up Massachusetts on a map, and so this part, they've extended the bottom part there. It's not really that long. So I think, like, they've added more land down there where Anchor Bay is supposed to be. Yeah, Yeah. I think Anchor Mm. Bay is, that's a super cute little, because it looks like a little anchor. Because it looks like a little anchor. It's a cute little made-up, make-believe place for her to be from. It's pretty sweet. As Don and the surfer approach the shore, a fisherman awakes as they fly by. And he, like, kind of is startled by it. He's like, that's it. No more of Katie's calamari. Just then he's engulfed by this many-tentacled beast. 
And back, so that's weird already. Yeah. And then back with the surfer, yeah. he's like, something's off about this place. And he turns around and looks, and he just misses the yeah. tentacles, like taking that. I think that's really comical. Jeez. I really love that in a way. There's even a, though it's even a plop. <laughs> yeah. Nice little sound effect. They walk up to the house. Just then, Don, look out! A scroll! Get behind me! In your absence, an evil alien shape changer has taken your place. And Don's like, that's that's my twin. She's like, you do have twins in outer space, don't you? Yes, we do. Though in my experience, I come across more scrolls. (laughs) And the sisters have a nice symmetrical reunion, right? This is pretty cute. And soon, Reg Greenwood, the dad, he joins in, and they have a good old time. This is all really sweet as they have their um, reunion. Who's because the bowling trophy? Yeah, so yeah, That's he good. says he says that uh, you brought a statue with you, oil can. So <laughs> <laughs> look at his face is great. Yeah, they got that facial expression just so perfect. It's really it's good, really cute. Did you say something? He said oil can. Oil can what? Oh, I like this part, too, where he's like, did they feed you? And she goes, yeah, Zapper Apples from the Planet Vega. (laughs) That's from when they were trapped in that thing. Well, that's such a dad... That's such a dad response to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zapper apples from the planet Vega. Well, that's good. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, that's yeah. good. Well, that's good. And the, you know, that's such a dad thing I to say. I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that. That's his, really cute. His face oh, yeah. when he runs up to see her. He's so happy. You've never seen anyone. It's happier. so cute. All yes, of this is really so just wholesome. And sweet. And uh, it's just him. really nice. Um, it's just really nice. It's a it nice. It is comic. It's nice, and I like it. So uh, the surfer's ready to take off, but the dad insists that he stay and have some lunch. There's a fun scene here at the Greenwood Inn. Yeah. The residents talk with Don about and the surfer about outer space. Eve asks if it's like Star Wars or Star Trek. Don says Star Wars, but when they started adding too many Muppets. <laughs> Never <laughs> add too many Muppets. The kid asks the surfer if he's... So you're from he's... another planet? <laughs> yes. You made of metal? This is a metal sheet. Are you it's naked? Co- no, I just told do you. you was... How do you pee? <laughs> Don, how can these people not know me? So that's one thing the surfer yeah, notices. Like, like, they don't the know fuck? anything about superheroes or anything, right? Yeah. So it seems kind of odd. They don't give off. a shit. Like he says, I'm the Silver Surfer, friend of the Fantastic Four. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We just don't fucking care. It was her response. And and we get some more weirdness because obviously, like, as we go towards the bottom of the panel, like, the, uh, couch, the couch has, like, a mouth on it and uh, so the pictures the are moving. But also, like... The window has a big tongue. There's eyes in the fireplace. The ottoman and the couch have these teeth. And I was like, are we going to see Doctor Strange again? Like, right, I got exactly. immediately was like, ugh. They go to eat the dad's famous seafood bisque, Aww. and the surfer shows how he would normally eat. He breaks down the energy components and absorbs them, and Don says he will absolutely not do that no! for her dad's cooking, and asks him to silver down like he did on the Impericon. He worked very hard on it, and you're going to eat it like a normal person. <laughs> like, silver down. Like, I think that's very sweet that she's like, look, he really worked hard on this meal. Yeah. He's making his famous bisque and I want you to to experience yeah. it. But the surfer's like, you know, I only did that to sneak in. Like it's not something that I just normally do. Well, you will. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> after some coaxing he does. Um, you have very handsome eyes, she says. He's like, "Um, thank you." And this next panel, okay, so I don't know if you remember last time when I cried over weird things. This panel made me cry. I actually got choked up. I kind of teared up a little bit at this panel where he is. He's just eating. I'm kind of right now yeah. like getting a little he's bit. He's just enjoying. His yeah. face where he's he's taking 
a spoonful of this meal and enjoying this meal. He's got the bread and his, it's just made me think of like, when's the last time like you truly stopped to enjoy a meal sure. that someone made for you out of love? Uh, and yeah. it's like, you know, like I think about when my grandmother would, would, uh, would make us gumbo or whatever. And it just made me really emotional. We, like, I was just so, I was like, why am I crying? What are these, what is this liquid leaking out of my eyes? Like it was just very like, and then he, the dad's offering him another, portion and he's, third he's like third yes, because he first of all he's like i don't think i'm gonna do that i don't think i will silver down and then the very next panel of him like mm, just really enjoying yeah, yeah, that just yeah. really enjoying it like yeah. it's what you know i mean he's not human quote unquote but i guess just that personhood like comes sure, through yeah. and he's she is bringing that out of him it's just beautiful anyway so i just i got really choked up at that moment just of him enjoying that meal Look at me, I'm the silver surfer. <laughs> I, I was about to bring that. I really like this kid. Stripped down into his underwear on the board. That's what you you would do yeah. as well, that kid. It also reminded me of like um like when Silver Surfer first came around, it looked like he was wearing underwear. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Probably because of the comics code people. Yeah, uh, yeah. He can't be naked. I, oh look, no, see he's got underwear on <laughs> i do like his uh dad's reaction here get down from there put your pants on he's not getting up he's not freaking out yeah. just get get off of it well i like how the surfer goes bored do as jeremy's father <laughs> says <laughs> bored do as jeremy's father they're both talking well that hand so is yeah. coming out of his suit right. that is very as creepy. he turns the ass so we, we get some more weirdness that's like sprinkled throughout here but yeah when he talks to the board is very cute and he's like, great galaxies, this dish is most excellent. <laughs> they found a way to work that kind of stuff in yeah, without yeah. it being, you know what I mean? Like the tone of this book allows for stuff like that, which I think is just very relaxing almost. You don't have to worry about yeah, it so much. Yeah. Like it's, it's, I like that. After he's eaten, I'm unfamiliar with this sensation. My body appears to be shutting down, Don Greenwood. What have you done to me? You're Logie. Logie? You got a full belly. Take a nap. Sierra will do you good. Very well, but I must return to the stars. I have spent too much time here already. And journey awaits. Beyond the... Puppies. <laughs> yeah, so this is really cute. He has like a little nap there. That's, um, a, but this that's is... an Alice in Wonderland. Oh, okay. Okay. Very good. Yes. Thank you. I didn't even... Uh, I should have looked that up. Well, that's what we're doing here. That's what this we're doing. This whole issue is Alice in Wonderland over here. Wait. D- Wizard of Oz, right? Because it's Alice little... in Wonderland. No, because they fall asleep in that poppy field in the middle of the movie, and they were talking about the movie earlier. <gasps> oh my goodness, that's way more appropriate reference because <laughs> they are talking about Wizard. Of... I didn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Oh, that's so cool, Aubrey. Good catch. Well, they do that in the thing, but yeah, that's awesome. How yeah. many? Mm, how mm. many? That's just maybe it was a common. Phrase. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like how many stories have that in mm-hmm. there that's so interesting i wouldn't have caught that i didn't remember that at all well i uh that's ab- that's absolutely a way more appropriate reference and wakes and, and makes way more sense Aubrey. so <laughs> yes. thank you so much for that that is great with the surfer asleep don and eve get to talk eve mentions that performing don's routine around the inn made her feel like she was turning into her and who'd want that nightmare she Jeez. asks and we get this cute shot of the surfer snoring Aww. on the couch um, and we also see Doctor Strange and the Hulk are making their yes. way to the Greenwood Inn. So they have to di- they have to get in these disguises, right? Um, Doctor Strange is like in this fancy trench coat, and then um, the Hulk is in his banner form. Well, they're just them, and I like also. Can I just say that he's drawn Hulk as super ultra classic Hulk? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Super good and ultra classic Strange. So there's a truck driving by, and he's like, "What? Wait!" And he has to back up, right? 
<laughs> when he backs up, they look normal. Or is Doctor Strange making his car do that? Oh, I don't know. Because he's like, what the hell? Like, he didn't expect that. Oh, for a second, I thought I was asleep at the wheel. Perish the thought. Yeah, Doctor Strange oh, did that. Oh, okay. I didn't even catch that. He, Very subtle. I love that. He caught that truck from... I just caught that. This is my second read of it. So nice. The, he, he caught that guy. The surfer is awakened by his board. So cute. It's night now. The board's tapping <laughs> oh, him. Yeah. It's so cute. On the shoulder. Very cute. And the surfer's like, how long have I slumbered? So they decide to head out. Who disturbs my slumber? <laughs> when suddenly, the surfer slams right into the barrier, again imprisoning him on Earth. He has a bit of a freak out. He's like, the barrier? It cannot be. I like how he like holds yeah, on to the man. board. Like He has that moment of like just true fear. Yeah. And then he just starts like maniacally just banging on the barrier there. Ooh. Really good stuff. We get issue five. Uh, we know we're going to get some more goofiness here with Doctor yeah. Strange and the Hulk. Fuck yeah. Um, I really like this cover. To me, Don Greenwood now. Norrin, what's the matter? Are you all... Did you just say to me, Don Greenwood? I would have words with you. You you did. You totally to me. me. Do you have any idea how rude that is? Enough. I demand to know what you've done to me. I can no longer break the bonds of Earth. Everything was fine before when we went through the barrier together. That's it. You must be the missing element. Element. Come with me now so I can leave Earth once more. No, I'm not leaving home again. And definitely not with you the way you're acting. How dare you dismiss me out of hand when my need is so great. Of all the... Done now. Earth girl, I'm the silver surfer, wielder of the power cosmic. I cannot be held at bay by glass, wooden frames, or drapes. <laughs> <laughs> and the drapes close in the window. Um, yeah. <laughs> I really like that scene. It's just, it's just really so good awesome. writing. But she's like, rude. That is so rude. But I don't even, give a fuck uh, if the balance of the universe is at stake. Like, you are being very rude. Yeah. Good I like night. how all the other tenants are out there. Exactly. <laughs> he's yeah. making that much of a ruckus. You know what I mean? Um, He's probably really loud, too. Yeah. You know, the way that he talks. Well, he is a like herald. That. I mean, yeah, wouldn't exactly. have a big booming voice. At the same time, Doctor Strange and the Hulk have made it to the inn. I love the way this... this <sighs> the whole back of the truck is just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the way the truck has been so lovingly rendered, too, which yeah. I, I know that we yeah. talk sometimes about artists who are like, oh, i got to draw a car. I don't want to do it. This truck looks fantastic. But yeah, like Aubrey just said, like you can tell when he gets out of the truck, I'm surprised I didn't break this guy's axle. And when he gets out of the, up. yeah. And then we kind of see like the imprint of yeah, the Hulk, and yeah. so it shows us that he's not actually in banner form. He's just strangers disguised him. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. That's a great catch. When the surfer spots them, he calls them the Defenders. The Defenders have had multiple lineups, but the original incarnation was led by Doctor Strange and featured Hulk, Namor, and eventually Silver Surfer. They first appeared as the Defenders in Marvel Feature Number 1 in December 1971. The group had a rotating lineup from 1972 until 1986, with Doctor Strange and Hulk being the constant members, along with a number of mainstays including Valkyrie, Nighthawk, Hellcat, Gargoyle nice, Beast, nice. the Son of Satan, and Luke Cage. Nice. And many temporary members. So anyway, I thought that was interesting. I know. Um, Angel and Iceman were in it for right before they started X-Factor. Yeah, and then now we think of the Defenders as like right. Luke Cage, Daredevil, Jessica, Jessica, Jessica Jones, Jones, Iron Fist. You know, they've done that too, so. Defenders of the Earth. <laughs> Strange says uh, they were looking for the Surfer and mentions all the odd things going on. The Surfer mentions he's trapped again. It's like your worst nightmare, Strange ass. 
He reveals that due to the lunar alignment, which Dawn saw earlier, remember she was like, oh, all the mm-hmm. moons are lined up. Isn't that weird? The Lord of Nightmares can rest on Earth. A creepy little goth man yeah, is to blame was, for this. We see Nightmare. Yeah, I like uh, Alred's version of Nightmare. Boy. Strange mentions that if Nightmare sleeps throughout the night, the night will never end and they will all be stuck in the dominion of dark dreams forevermore. Um, If he sleeps through the night, his slumber will never end. So I just love the word slumber oh, okay. and any kind of excuse to use the word slumber. And nice. I paraphrase that. I didn't want that. to skip over it. Yes. It's, a good, it's a good word. This um, world will be the dominion of dark dreams forevermore. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> Strange tells the surfer that this can only happen once he falls asleep. He explains that both he and the Hulk are still asleep. Just then, Reg Greenwood, the dad, shows up, and there's this whole thing where he wants them to sign the registry for the room, but Doctor Strange can't because it's his astral form, and the Hulk can't because he's really the (laughs) he's really the giant monster and he can't hold the pen. Oh, I just saw this exchange though with uh with the server. He's all like, Ah, Nora, and I was wondering where you took off to. The Earth's out there, atmosphere, but you couldn't stay away, huh? Apparently not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he says. That's pretty good. Yes. He says you brought some friends. Oh, we'll just fix up room number nine. You gentlemen can sign the registry. Oh, right. That becomes okay. an important thing. The, the room number nine. Thank you for catching that. Yeah, there's so much. There's so much goodness in the dialogue. Yeah, that is um, hard to... But I love his um, eyebrows a lot. I love Doctor Strange's Oh, eyebrows, yeah, so. yeah. So he finally reveals to the surfer um, the true nature of what's happening. <laughs> the Earth is now a planet of somnambulus. Is that how you say that? Well, I know that word from the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. The somnambulist is the antagonist guy. He he uses a guy that sleepwalks around to do all of his okay. murders. Right, right, yeah. And that's the only reason I know what that word is. <laughs> nice, yeah. Sleepwalking So person. we reveal that everybody's asleep. Don, uh, Reg Greenwood, everybody in the inn is asleep. The time for illusions is at an end. And he just says this like... Zappy zap, and then you can see everything for what it is, which is like, what yeah. the fuck's happening? <laughs> all these people are just sleepwalking everywhere. But all that changed when you alone crossed the veil and entered our world, Doctor Strange says. But I didn't come alone. I brought an Earth girl with me. Don Greenwood, the surfer, responds. Then she could. Norrin, since you returned, have you fallen asleep? I did have a brief nap after dinner. And he's like, that, that's it. Then it's her. A girl named Dawn, of course. She's the answer to all of this. Where is she now? And so they, so uh, there's this whole scene. Her bedroom? Yeah, so there's this whole scene where they're trying to get up there. She's falling asleep. The earth is doomed. <laughs> and the Hulk is just like wrecking everything. Uh, so the surfer goes in there and obviously they just had that fight. Yeah. So Dawn's like falling asleep and she's like, here's this guy. I don't want to see you. Here's this guy. Do you see this guy? The little, yeah, yeah. we mm-hmm. see the little um, jolly chimp mm-hmm. um that w- was vital to the yeah. issue three um that we covered on the last episode so doctor's crunching up the stairs yeah so uh doctor strange is like she's only half asleep there's still time but i love this panel layout yeah where there's like this one circular panel with uh doctor strange that is so cool and the hulk goes to slap her awake no. <laughs> I'll slap her out of it. So the surfer, you know, he throws him aside. That is very intimidating, by the way. He 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 catches the Hulk's arm in mid-swing, which yeah. is impressive enough, but then just sort of flings him away. Exactly. Like it takes no effort. That is that is the, the power cosmic right there. That is impressive. And Don's like, why are you all wrecking my house? <laughs> and he's like, you have to stay awake. Um, and the Hulk wants to now have a fight with the surfer because he just threw him. But Dr. Strange is like, we don't have time for this. Yeah. So basically, there's um, no time for fisticuffs. I know it's so good. Amazing. <laughs> so I really like this. Um, 
this is like where the story kind of does some really cool stuff. It starts to like split into two. We've got Doctor Strange and the Hulk. They're fighting this like ever encroaching mass of like eyeballs and teeth stuff that are coming in yeah, from the nightmare realm. That's cool. And then Strange tells the server to keep Don safe and he gives Don the eye of Agamotto. Ah! Okay, this is really gross. <laughs> <laughs> Really she's got like an eyeball in her head. I love it. Well, he, she's got she's got an extra one. Yeah. He tells her, um, with it you shall see the truth of all things. Yeah. So he goes, okay, go find the Lord of Nightmares. Wake him before the night is out. And she goes, oh, my poor house. That was original Wayne Scott. And this is all your Aww. fault. She tells the surfer, everything was normal before you showed up. And he goes, you're correct, Don Greenwood, though it pains me to say so. But she can also see what he's thinking truth yeah. in all things and so in his, what he's thinking is i don't see how you can blame me for this but it's like he's not going to say that no instead he's going to go no you're correct you know what i mean like but he I, says it pains him to say it so which is really the true thing because it's like look even though it hurts me to say this i'm going to tell it to you anyway because it is the truth so that's well i think him inventing is the hurt that right. is the pain you well, know part what of i mean it too i think is like sometimes the truth is not necessarily what you because like you can you can think a thing and then wave that away and then right. think of a new thing and say that thing because it's like your reaction to something might not necessarily like your first reaction to something your your gut reaction to something might not necessarily be the truth of how you really feel because you're a thinking being and you can get control of that and you can say okay now that I've actually thought about it this is my well true maybe reaction. that's why yeah. one is in front of the other yes, because yeah. maybe his initial reaction was and then he was like no 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 wait right. that's not the right but thing. she can kind of see like you said like she can see all of that yes. which is you know that's an interesting way to portray that and so they're gonna do this a couple t- a couple times in these comics I really think this is neat because it's like it's a panel layout but it's like a double splash page sized layout does that make sense yeah so so and what i think that's cool is you've got the surfer and dawn going across the top and you've got the hulk and dr strange going across the bottom it's almost like a a sunday comic exactly and they're going to do this a couple times but um so this first one is kind of like eve's nightmare right we see that like she's endlessly doing dawn's task because dawn is away as eve is doing them she says now i'm trapped here and all i'll ever be is your pale reflection and as she does that, then she starts to turn into Dawn. Like now she's wearing the ladybug dress and stuff like that. And so Dawn feels really terrible about this. So the surfer says, there's always a way out. If this is a dream, what if we use dream logic? And so they're able to go through the mirror to go through the next one. And she's just like, I'm so sorry. She's telling Eve, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. So through the looking glass is an Alice in Wonderland yes, reference. Yeah, that is one. <laughs> this time. So down with Doctor Strange and the Hulk, they're just continuing to fight these things. The Hulk is like, what's the plan? And, you know, he says they just have to hold fast. And he's like, gotcha. So keep hitting stuff. No problem. I can do this all night. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So So then we see Reg Greenwood's nightmare. And so his nightmare is that everything that he loves is made out of sand. And the tide keeps coming in and washing it all away. Time and the tide. He's just a sweet dad. And they allude like the mom is gone. You know what I mean? So he's like, the tide took her. And now it's going to take you guys too. I never want to see a dad being sad. It's too sad. He says... um, You need more than my roof over your head. You need your own dream. And so they see the shooting star, and the shooting star comes down, and it's all the alien friends from the first uh, set of stories, right? They've all come to take Dawn away. So this is the dad's nightmare that she's going to go away forever or something like that. Because that's what he was like, oh, make a wish, and that's what freaking happened. Right. I like how they come out and say, 
Plorp, yes, Don Plorp, ready to plorp you away to the plorpiest adventure of all plorp. Uh, down with Doctor Strange and the Hulk. They're losing ground. Something's happened. And the Hulk says, so bring it. You ain't stopping the Hulk. These fucking monsters look so badass. Yes, it's really cool stuff. In the next one, Plorp and the gang, they take them to a planet and it's Zenla. And so now this is Norrin's nightmare because now he's on his planet and this giant hulking creature is, is approaching just like Galactus did. And then they see that it's actually Nightmare instead of Galactus. With the Hulk and Doctor Strange, they've been totally engulfed. There's no word bubbles or anything. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Like that's just like, you know, it just builds and builds. This is really good. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Dawn with the Eye of Truth, she's able to see that Nightmare is asleep too, so she shines the Eye of Agamotto on him, and he's actually got his eyes closed. And then that like smashes away, you know, there's like that dream logic, and then they go into the room, mm. and so they had talked about room number nine earlier, and so here they see room number eight, but it's not actually an eight, it's an infinity symbol. Yeah, um, it's like, eight well, on its side. we only have um, seven rooms, so that oh, doesn't make right, sense. Yeah. Like, oh, that, that's not eight, that's infinity, it's on its side. And so when they go in there, they find Nightmare in there, and he's asleep too. The sign of the universe. Yes. So I love this part where Don tries to wake him up because first she's like, "Rise and shine," and then she like just shakes him like crazy, and then she's like, "Okay, Disney princess time." Mwah! She like kisses him. <laughs> oh no! She's like, "Oh, wh- what am I doing wrong?" She's like, what's the answer? It's not like we're going to dream it up all of a sudden. And he's like, well, maybe we already have. And so they remember all those things. Your pale reflection, Eve says. You need more than my roof over your head, Reg Greenwood says. I wanted to see the stars, Norrin says. And so Norrin thinks they gave themselves the answer. He breaks open the roof and she's like, Norrin, what are you doing to my roof? He calls the board to me, my board. Go and bring me back the sun. To me. (laughs) <laughs> i love how she started calling the board to me <laughs> so he the board goes up and it, it uses the angle you know to like reflect. shine shine the sunshine back reflected back into the eyes of nightmare and so he wakes up ah praise the vishanti he says the vishanti are agamotto hogoth and ashtor the three benevolent extra-dimensional entities possessing vast mystical power who bestow mystical knowledge and power upon sorcerers who invoke their names and whom they consider worthy. Nice. And so uh, then now everything's back to normal. They're back on the beach and everything. I love seeing Nightmare just yes, hanging out on the beach. Just and he's like, on the beach. So sorry, my little mortals. You know, I was never fond of the lunar alignment prophecy. <laughs> sure, the world would be a realm of night terrors, but I'd be asleep the whole time. And where's the fun in that? Yeah. He's amazing, just a creepy creepster. Farewell. See you in your dreams. <laughs> and Reg is like, uh, he's going into my cellar. I don't remember. <laughs> <Down there>. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Strange is like, no, that's just a good way to get back to his kingdom, like under a cupboard or a bed. I like that logic. It's a good way to know? get back to yeah. the nightmare kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Under a bed, behind a cupboard. Incredible. Yeah. In the cellar. <laughs> what a creepy creepster. We also get another cute interaction with the Hulk and that little kid. So first it was a surfer oh, yeah. and that little kid, and so now it's the Hulk where he's like... Uh, so you're green all over? Yes. You're really strong? Strongest one there is. Pee? From a mile away. <laughs> 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 Doctor Strange takes back the Eye of Agamotto. And I'll be having that back if you don't mind. No, please. Saves me from wearing hats. <laughs> Dawn is happy because the green one in has been repaired now. Um, Doctor Strange and Hulk make their goodbyes. And the Hulk's like, wait, I still owe you a walloping to the surfer. And he's like, next, next time, time, Hulk. Hulk. <laughs> but I like this where Silver Surfer's like, aren't you going to ask Stephen how he fixed the hole in the roof and, and the walls and the stairs? He did it with magic. And you're okay with that? 
Why not? It's magic. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was that whole interaction where there was like the power cosmic. Remember? Yeah. She's yeah. like, how am I breathing? The power, power cosmic. The power cosmic. So She's like, that's she... magic. Yeah. It's great. So now the surfer is getting ready to head off when all of a sudden Eve stops him. She's like, wait a minute. Last night you practically begged my sister to come with you. You're not leaving without her. And so they have this moment where she's like, you know, that changed you. I re- Eve says, I recognize that it changed you going out there and having this adventure. And so the dad's like, it's okay, Ladybug. You should have your own dream for once. Aww. But know this. Whenever you want, you can always fly back home. Mm. And so she asks her for if she can go. And he's, like, and he's like, yeah, sure. And he's like, but you must understand we shall not return this way for some time. And she's like, okay. And there will be dangers. But she's like, you're still my champion, right? This is all also hearkening back to those first three issues. From all I've seen, Don Greenwood, you do a fine job championing yourself. Ready? And so they head off. Anywhere, everywhere, hang on. So uh, we do get the scene at the very end with Reg and Eve Greenwood. Reg is like, I can't see them anymore. And she's like, we'll try again later, Dad, when the stars are out. And then we cut to them at night, you oh, know, watching the stars and out. and he's looking up. That's so cute. Yeah. It's very touching. Oh, it's very cute. Me. Yeah. So, so Mr. Nightmare, yes. he kind of reminded me a little bit of like what from the Dream King from um, DC Sandman. Yeah. Or oh, Neil okay. Gaiman yeah, Sandman. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, not as... All the Marvel and yeah. DC characters yeah. have like proxies yeah. at each other. Well, I mean, just not, it's not that. It's just the design as well. And I was wondering if... Um, yeah. If uh, Mike Allred designed him to look in, in, as an homage to Oh, that. okay, yeah. nice. Next here, so we're doing the omnibus version reading order, and here we have um, this little 10-page story. It's from Marvel Point One from November 2011, and this takes place on planet Nauticos. This is an ocean planet. It says, uh, that time Norrin punched a shark. Oh, no. So this is really cute. The surfer is... Uh, bringing Don to check out the Festival of Light, where the sky will be filled with cosmic rays. So, like, the northern lights back on Earth, he says, no. <laughs> it's not like anything on Earth. The version that I'm actually looking at is on the Comixology, so it has these weird panel transitions. Oh, you were showing me that. Yeah. Oh, it's like, uh, it's pretty cool, actually, because as it as the dialogue goes along, it transitions from black and white oh, okay. into color. But when it's in black and white, you can also see the pencils without the word bubbles, oh, which I think is kind of neat. Interesting. So anyway, that okay. that is cool. Mm. You have to check that out if you have the Marvel app. I'm a oh, fan this is of, on Comixology. That's Comixology? Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's on Comixology. I'm a fan boo. of the old school. I like to see, yeah, boo, Comixology. I like to see the whole page. That's just me. I mean, I, yeah. everyone has their own way of reading, and that's totally valid. Well, as someone who's read it before, I would like to just check that out. Yeah. Well, sure. I mean, I um, I, I downloaded this like a zillion years ago when the, all these point ones came out. Yeah. Oh, they were giving them away okay. for free, and I was like, oh, I have this, and nice. they were designed to fit like this. Right. Right. Because like uh, when I got here, I was like, oh, can I see the omnibus? Because I want to see what this looks like on page. The layout. actual layouts. Right. Yeah. So the inhabitants of the planet uh, Nauticos. They immediately recognize the surfer as the Herald. This otter mom tells her kids to not stare at him. Oh, no. And Don keeps asking why everyone's calling him Harold, like Harry, like H-A-R-O-L-D, yeah. like why the name. Harold? Instead of Norrin, and he's like, it's nothing. And so he silvers down again to avoid the attention. Um, the surfer asks the board to stay, and Don jokes about the surfer being called Harry since he's bald. And he goes, Don, I wield the power cosmic. I can do anything. I can grow hair if I want to. And then there's one panel of just like nothing happening. And she's like, you're trying to do it right now, aren't you? <laughs> He's like, come on, we're going to be late. Uh, I like the, when he says, board, stay here. No, stay, stay. Oh, yeah, yeah. All of that. And she tells the board, we'll be right back. We'll bring you back something nice. I promise. Very cute. 
But yeah, the cosmic rays. Yeah, so this reveal. What did you guys think about this? I was like, oh shit, that's awesome. <laughs> you get to see these cosmic rays. Yeah, this is really cute. So, so they're like cute. manta rays or something like that, but they're flying through the sky. They're all cosmic and uh, they're all these like incredible lights. They have these long tails. So it's not like a phenomenon. It's not like a natural phenomenon. It's like a, a, a animal flocking or like... Well, which is a natural phenomenon. Yeah, but, but I mean, it's, it's not, not the, like... Yeah, it's involving lights. some animals, yeah. you know, or some beans or whatever, which I think is kind of neat. It's like watching the bats on um, Alan Parkway. Right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. Dot is impressed. She says, it's crazy and glorious. And you're right. It's more beautiful than anything on Earth. <laughs> I never said that. <laughs> Listen up, you topsiders. All of a sudden... They're encountered by these pirates, these shark pirates. So I think this is kind of interesting. Um, they're all like aquatic animals. So there's a walrus, a great white shark, a squid guy, and a killer whale. Possibly the most dangerous one there. Yeah, really? Right. <laughs> yeah, the but, fucking... And they're all carrying muskets, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, How interesting. Wow. Yeah. It's just hilarious. And like... With and them with the inhabitants, I mean, there's so much color. There's so much I really like when you get all these different characters on a page. It's just fun to look at. Um, the surfer whistles over the board and it comes over to assist. And so the pirates are there to rob everyone. They say, you can afford to empty out your pockets. Not a problem, Norrin says. You'll find they're lined with silver. And so he silvers up. She's like, tell me that's not your new catchphrase. <laughs> when you possess the power of Cosmic, you don't need a catchphrase. <laughs> and he just like zaps that shark guy away. So then they're like, Flark, it's the Herald. <laughs> so he's able to block all their blasts. And then Don and like Don and the board are able to save these little otter kids that were scared of the surfer. Yeah, well, because he's like, oh, you're... Your blasters are useless against me, and she's like, "Yeah, well, against you, but like these people are yeah. vulnerable <laughs> to this. Like you have to pay attention, man." I like how the board like um, rushes in and like yeah. you know blocks the blast. Yeah, exactly. The board. The surfer he makes quick work of these pirates, but in the process, one of the uh, cosmic rays gets hit with a blast, and it falls to the ground. And so the surfer is also able to Awful. repair that. Great. The surfer is able to heal the cosmic ray, and it's able to fly back off into the sky. And the little otter kids they see that they go. The herald's still here, and she says, "The surfer, don't worry about him. He's a good guy." And he, the the little cosmic ray that got hurt, he goes and he rejoins his yeah. his flock, his school of guys over there. But then uh, there's this one part where one of the little otter kids they tell Don Harold's a monster. He brings only death. You stay away from him, far away. So Don's like, uh, after all this, she's like, I'm ready to go, and he's like, Well. Um, it's not over yet. And she says, uh, well, you've seen it before. It's like whenever a friend wants to show me their favorite movie and it's great and all, but I'd rather see something they hadn't seen before so we could watch it for the first time together. And so she's like, where haven't you been? And he's like, Don, the universe is infinite and ever expanding. Of course there are places I haven't been. Where? That way. <laughs> she's like, okay, let's go. Very well, Don Greenwood. Next stop, that way. And this last panel is really cool. I mean, that's just uh, really awesome. nice work. As they're flying off. All right. Um, issue six. This is my. This is one of my favorite issues. Issue six. Uh, I'm really excited to talk about this one. It's called Imperfections. Um, so we get this opening panel. We've got the Silver Surfer looking really upset as he hears a voice saying, Surfer, I'm hungry. Find me a planet. I know. <laughs> what? Um, I said I was hungry. Can you find us a planet? You know, somewhere to eat? All right, but don't ever phrase it that way again, Aww. right? So obviously, like, um, 
That's a reference to Galactus, right? Um, yeah. He had to, Surfer had to find planets for him. So they go to the, like this subway ripoff place that's called Subspace. That's so cool. Do and you I, notice this woman about to bite into this sandwich sideways? Sideways, right? <laughs> that's how she eats it for what? some reason. Yeah. I like how it says grinders, hoagies, flibneps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we also see how Surfer is paying for stuff. He just turns everything into Rigelian gold. So, like, he gets a sandwich and he turns it into Rigelian gold, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that that'll cover it, and then some." Yeah, because it's a today's a two for one special. That'll be sixteen credits. How about I turn one of these subs into gold? <laughs> so I thought. So the Rigelian and Marvel, they're also known as the colonizers of Rigel. They are a scientifically and technologically advanced alien race. Devoted towards amassing an empire via colonization. Boo. Um, but I also think it's interesting because Rigelians are also in Star Trek and The Simpsons hmm. as well. <laughs> so anyway, um, and I have to say, like, I want to say that these two guys are somebody. Those faces are way too specific. They're way too specific. Way too specific but to not be some people. I don't get this reference, though. They have to be like a duo or something. Or it's like his friends, maybe, or something. Like, the, art, like yeah. the artist's yeah. friends, Mike Allred's friends or something. There's something like, I'll put you in the book somewhere you'll be an alien yeah you'll be two aliens a two-headed alien yeah <laughs> so don has her sandwich and so it begins a bold new chapter ready don greenwood we're off um noran can we make a pit stop i gotta pee he's like very well so then they stop at this like little well, rest stop station. or whatever it's kind of cute i was like looking at all the little yeah, details like on a there Jetsons gas station. yeah ready don and we're off noran yes can we get something to eat he's like you just ate I'm human. We eat three times a day. He's like, here, squiggy and squash, edible and nutritious. So he's like, he's already thinking like this earth girl has a lot of limitations. They're proving tiresome, <laughs> apparently. Ready and we're off. Bathroom, number two this time. <laughs> Fine. And then this last one, he's just like, and we're off. Dinner, macro kelp, non-poisonous. She's like, um, and she looks at this like green thing on a stick it. with eyes. He's like, eat it. Non-poisonous. <laughs> that doesn't sell me on that. <laughs> Poor thing. And finally, he's like, and where? Norin, what now? Ooh, I think it's my tonsils, Don says as she holds her throat. We might have to go back to Earth. Back to Earth? Yeah, so I can see my doctor and get this checked out. And he's like, no need. And so he just removes her tonsils. No. Like, immediately. Um, I think this page is magnificent. Yeah. I just think, like, even without context, if you took away all the word bubbles, you didn't know what was going on. Yes. It just has that pop art style. It's just, mm -hmm. like, the color is amazing. I mean, it's just, like, brilliantly done, like, just as a piece of art. You know what I mean? I just, like... I just really love the colors and everything really about good. this page. But so Don is pretty pissed that he just removed her tonsils, right? That was so not cool. Should I put them back? And she's like, no. I love that expression where she's like, no, don't put those gross things there. He's like, what's the problem exactly? Ice cream. Come again? Ice cream. When you get your tonsils out, you get ice cream. And he's like, you're perfectly fine. You're probably even better than before. The power cosmic healed all your tissue. Ice cream. You Norn Rad owe me ice cream. He's like, fine, I'll use my cosmic senses and find you the greatest ice cream in the galaxy, universe. Very well, Don Greenwood, in the universe. I love all this. I love his expression when he's like, fine. <laughs> and then as he takes off, you know, I get the sense they're like moving really quick. Like the planets the are kind of like, all, yeah. they're kind of squished and they're all bunched together. So 
He's like taken off really quick to go straight to this place, Planet Prime. That time Norn got Dawn the greatest ice cream in the universe. <laughs> yes. So I thought this was interesting. I was looking at the sign on this and I was like, this kind of looks like backward letters. Mm. But I wasn't sure. So I got the thing and I just flipped it around. It looks like it says coffee shop. Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> Isn't nice. that weird? Like, even look, you can really see it right there. That's cute. It does. Wow, that's so good. It, it kind of looks like it says it backwards. It's cute. Um, also, this is a reference to Edward Hopper's Nighthawks. Uh, Nighthawks, this is a 1942 oil on canvas painting by Edward Hopper that portrays four people in a downtown diner late at night. It's his best known work. It's one of the most recognizable paintings in American art. Within months of its completion, it was sold to the Art Institute of Chicago in 1942 for $3,000. Oh, it pops up in pop culture everywhere. Constantly, constantly. Yeah. So when I pop, when I turn the page, I was like, oh my God, that's so awesome. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Imagine selling that for three thousand fucking dollars. Well, in nineteen forty-two, I'm I'm sure though. I, I wonder mm. what the conversion rate on on that not is. Not enough. What it was in nineteen forty-two? Yeah, probably not enough for as much as it's used now. Yeah. Wait, so, was that nineteen forty-two or nineteen forty-nine? Uh, on Wikipedia, it said nineteen forty-two. Okay, so that's fifty-three thousand nine hundred sixty-two dollars in today's money. Fifty-three thousand. Mm-hmm. That's still not enough. No, it you is would, not. And today it would go for like hundreds of thousands. Well, that's the thing it's good is for that millions. <laughs> yeah, millions. You're right. Yeah. That's the thing is that you see artists will sell their work for a couple hundred bucks, and then you'll see that work later going for like ten thousand dollars, and kind of yeah. like with the shit. Um, but anyway, suffice to say, Don Greenwood thinks is the most amazing ice cream that she's ever had. Just like before, the surfer turns his ice cream into Rigelian gold to pay for it, and so when this happens, it kind of sets off. This one person, we're going to find out this is banker number one. This bitch has never heard of tipping. Yes. <laughs> banker number one, she calls. She says, this is an emergency. Send help right away. The planet is in peril. Meanwhile, Dawn, she's had too much ice cream, so she wants to like walk it off and check out this planet. They quickly run into tour guide number one. And so he's got perfect timing. And he's like, well, of course, on Planet Prime, we're all perfect. You know, this planet has a select population, one city's worth, and every, and every being here dedicates himself to one single discipline and masters it. These buildings were designed by Architect One, built by Builder One, and painted by Painter One. And then they also see Street Dancer Number One. They're like, oh, she's fantastic. Does this mean that there's a Street Dancer too? And he's like, well, there are twos and threes sometimes, even fours, but mainly for emergencies, to fill in if one is sick or injured or passes away. So they excel in all these categories, and then they all have a one for whoever is the top yeah, one. Everyone's got like a badge exactly. over here. And the surfer's like, oh, this is so awesome. It's so much better than the alternative. It reminded me of the, um, you know, like Hermes and Futurama, his bureaucratic grade badge number. Oh, okay, right, right. So just then... Uh, in the middle of their tour, then Banker One shows up. She says, this alien has been transmuting our elements, creating rare and precious metals out of thin air. Look, by increasing the supply of Rigelian gold, he has devalued the rest. He, he's uh, destroying the planet's economy. The server's like, this is absurd. We're leaving. And she's like, no, I've contacted the authorities. And the tour guide's like, I can't believe you called the constable. And she's like, the police never. This is no mere domestic matter. This is an alien invasion. I called in the military. Oh no, tell me you did not summon. Fear not, Primeans, your salvation is at hand, for here comes Warrior One, the ultimate soldier. Oh no. Alien invaders, this is your one and only warning. Surrender and disarm all weapons and place your hands in the air now. And he does like a superhero landing and cracks Jeez. the earth and stuff so like that. <laughs> over the top. 
And so the surfer's like, look, this this is fine. They, they put their hands up. He's like, look, we come in peace. And he's like, but the warrior, when he detects the power cosmic, That's and cool. he's like, um, oh, really? Why am I detecting your infinite power <laughs> levels coming off you and your vehicle? He's like, I told you to disarm. And he's like, it's part of me. I can't shut it off. So the warrior shoots him, and they start this battle. But again, the panel layouts on this. Um, are yeah, incredible because it's like a double page but it's also the panels are kind of going sideways and it just adds to the kinetic energy of their battle i like whenever don looks at Toomey, the reflection is kind of that's what Toomey's thinking yeah yeah you know so it shows don looking shocked but she's not really shocked the the board is worried about her yeah he's like hey are you doing okay and she's like yeah i'm fine yeah it's really cute so she's like, no, go help the surfer. So they have like a great battle. The surfer says, I tried to be amenable, but if actions are all you understand, so be it. You think I'm helpless without my weapon? I'm warrior one, <laughs> the ultimate soldier. I'm the perfect weapon. And he impressive. actually, he lands on the search on the surfer, right? So the surfer's like, yeah, impressive. This is really cool. So they're like spiraling down, <laughs> but the the warrior stays on top of him. And he calls him a shiny, small bobble of a man. I like that kind of uh, description too. But he's not letting up on the surfer. Below, we see more of the Primians. We see repair number one, um, safety inspector number one. Now they're down there. Again, involved in all these things. <laughs> and back with the surfer continuing to fight warrior number one. He says, look, I've spent countless years fighting all these beings and I'm still here. So what does that tell you? That you have yet to face perfection. <laughs> <laughs> so the warrior number one, he actually gets his hands around Silver Surfer's throat. Jeez. And he starts like choking him out. And the surfer says, his grip, unimaginable. Gravitational pull of a planet around my throat. So he doesn't know what to do. Um, so he's actually getting one up by this warrior. You know here. what I mean? This and is it, great. Like street cleaner one. I'm here to clean up all this. Side. I'm safety inspector one. You yeah. gotta get here. I Look say clear me. the area. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, you need to calculate this thing. And she's like, I'll calculate that. And that's he's the repairman like, number yeah. one. Yeah. And then it's like, uh, you looked panic. Want some ice cream? What? No, not now. Don that's, says. Are you sure? It's it's, it's all that I do. <laughs> I like this. Like the tour guide is like, and on my right, you can see the destruction oh, yeah. caused by silver. <laughs> Surfer and Warrior One. If you look up, you can still see their fight in progress. Amazing. You can't stop panel. describing things because he's the best tour guide ever. Be you know what I mean? One. He's got to be the best one. So she's just like, Is anyone going to do anything? None of this makes any sense at all. And there's another warrior there. It says, Tell me about it. Warrior One didn't even follow proper procedures. I'd stop him, but what can I do? I'm just warrior number two. <laughs> it's good. Like, I love, I'd love to help, but I gotta, it's going to take me a long time to fix this yeah. because I can't help with that. I'm only repairman number two. Yeah. No but, one can do anything. Anything. Exactly. Because they're only number two. So we see like at first, the, at first the surfer was like, this is a great species. This is awesome. But you see the flaw very quickly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's with anybody. It's like, well, why would I bother doing this? I'm not the best at it. That's yeah. not any way to go about life. Well, and also we also see that banker number one and warrior one are kind of like ego stricken. Yeah. With their, you know, they're kind yeah. of, yeah, overzealous. Absolutely. So and it, it, that's hindering them as well. Yeah. 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 So it's like, you know, yeah, go ahead and do your hobby. You don't have to be the best at it. You just have to be as good as you're yeah, doing it. I it's like fine. That. So Don takes the megaphone from the safety inspector and she tells Norrin to take out his badge. It has to be worn at all times, remember? So he zaps Warrior One's badge 
And then Warrior 2, she's like, oh, incoming promotion. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> it turns into a, her 2 turns into a 1. Nice. And all of a sudden, Warrior number 1, he's like, what have you done? And so now she's like, I'm Warrior number 1, and I order both of you to stand down. So that concludes the epic fight. And the as epic you can battle. see in front of me, this epic battle has reached its conclusion. Quiet, you. And so and- ends today's tour. <laughs> Don is like, so now you're warrior number one. Does that make him warrior number two? And she's like, no, no it doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't work that way. No Primean has ever lost their badge of office before. There's no precedent for it. From now on, I am an outcast. I am warrior zero. And I'll have my revenge. You've made a powerful enemy this day, Nornrad. You too, Earth Girl. And Norn's like, yes, I understand how that works. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I have an enemy now, Don says. As they fly away, Don is still harping on this. She's like, I, so I have an actual real enemy now? For real? Yes, there will be friends to make along the way as well, the surfer says. For adventure calls, Don Greenwood, the Skyway uh, beckons. Norn. Great galaxies, what are you... Sorry, what is it, Earth Girl? What's that? That is a five-star system going through a synchronous supernova cascade. A pentagonal cascade happens once in a millennium. I thought I'd never see... And I would have flown straight past it. Can we stay and watch? Yes, please. Hmm. Yeah, so... uh, This page is amazing! Yeah, so first of all, this is an incredible depiction of this pentagonal cascade, five supernovas going off all at once, I guess, and running into each other. But I I, I love this issue. I I just, I, I like that it's one issue. I like that you could just read this on its own and you could get the relationship of the surfer and Dawn. And I like how the kind of conclusion of it is... All these little stops that have that he's been irritated by, like that's the actual adventure. Yes. You know what I mean? Like that's the actual adventure. You're he's like, missing re- it. he's like, ready. Now we're ready to soar. But he's like, no, you're also like, this is the thing now. You know what I mean? You're and like, missing it. The moment is in front of you. You know, so it's just really sweet, and uh, I really like that final page a lot. And I like the just the whole moral of the story. Yeah. You know, what in it kind of leaves you thinking about it. Yeah, the best and go the farthest, and I'm number one. It's like you're you're missing the actual journey. The whole point of it is like you. One day, okay, so you look around and you spent your whole life becoming this thing. Well, did you enjoy any of it? Yeah. <laughs> because that was the whole point. Because, like, it's going to be over. And then, like, you have to really enjoy every second of that. You have to really stop and 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 look and feel and, and perceive and, 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 and enjoy that. And I love that she's sort of teaching him that he's like, ah, oh, this little earth girl is pestering right, me with right. her needs and <laughs> and all this stuff. But, like... If he hadn't have stopped, right, he exactly. would have missed this yeah. amazing thing. Well, I like how um, the very last like things in it is says, like, I must admit it wasn't perfect. Some moments are better than perfect. Yeah, Some moments are exactly. better than perfect. Beautiful. You know, getting caught up in this whole, well, I can't do that. I'm not the best at it. What are you talking about? First of all, no one's the best at anything unless they've been doing it for a super long time. And even then, only the only true masters of their craft are people who admit that there's no such thing. And so right. being really, really bad at a thing for a while is great. It's important. You to, have to. Yeah, yeah it's please important. do. Yeah. Please be really bad at something Recognize for a while. That growth. Yeah. yeah. And have fun doing it and enjoy it and pay attention to the journey along the way because that's how you're going to get better at a thing. But being better at a thing isn't the point of the thing. The point of the thing is to do the thing. And right. so I really <clears> love that. And, and like you said, there's this this kind of dual um journey that they go on that kind of comes together at the very end and it's just a self-contained yeah. story that obviously can be a really good part of a bigger larger story but if you just it gave that well issue to a own. person yeah. yes yeah. i love it i if love you gave it. that issue to a person i can i can see that just working really and, well and just like you were talking about earlier like 
how she's getting him to silver down more. Mm-hmm. And like, I think this is part of that too. Like yeah. she's shaping him in a way where he is kind of embracing some of that more like humanity, but also like the spontaneity and being alive. Yes. You know what I mean? And not just being like, I'm the silver surfer and I'm so tormented <laughs> and I'm alone soaring yeah. through the space and whatever. And you know what I mean? That's usually how the surfer is written. So, Which is, anyway. yeah, I mean, that's cool. But like exploring that aspect of, well, what would happen if he had someone to influence him in a different direction yeah. that's very interesting and there's i i love that it they're works doing that. yeah it really it does and like you said embracing that spontaneity of like oh i'm so annoyed that we have to keep stopping instead of going to the thing and it's like well no but just getting from a to b is not the point like the the, the space in between is yeah can be so beautiful and like if you hadn't stopped you would never have seen this thing and yeah yeah that's really cool to embrace that spontaneity and to not just tolerate it but to actively enjoy it and be like oh what's gonna happen i don't know maybe yeah. an adventure you yeah. know and so i really love that this was an incredible issue i'm so glad you thought so I mean, it's one it's one of my favorites i'd even write notes for this issue because i can just describe <laughs> it i just i just love it i've read it so many times all right we got issue seven here we are sailors on an endless sea of night i thought that was a reference to something but i couldn't find anything it's an amazing title it's an amazing title yeah and it's an amazing uh, incredible opening panel yes. i was just like god this is so magnificent just the color and the cool space shapes the Pan Galactic Edge, the time Norn and Don went too far. Uh-oh. So the surfer, he's uh, explaining to Don all this cool space stuff. He talks about space prisms and heliotoes. These are both fictional phenomena. <laughs> when suddenly he comes across something weird. What is it, Don asks? It's nothing. Oh, no worries then. <laughs> no, I mean it's literally nothing. It's as far as the surfer's senses can go. And Don is like, look at you, all excited. I've never seen you like this before. This is new to me, the surfer says. What should we do? You want to go out there, don't you? Yes, he says. Then let's do it. I'm in. Ready? Hold tight, Don Greenwood, for this truly is the great unknown. And so they end up in like this completely dark realm. It's just like blackness all around them. They wonder if it's the end of the universe or a great expanse with something on the other side. They've been going for hours. Don remarks that she can't see the stars anymore. And the surfer says they can turn back. Nah. Let's go a little further, Don says. I feel like that's kind of it, too. Like, that's kind of like... Yeah. yeah. We were talking about how she's, like, her influence on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, she's pumped. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's not like, oh, this is... I'm getting scared. That's she's like, nah, let's keep her. going. Yeah. yeah you know what great. I mean? They both are influencing each other in yeah. interesting ways. So they find this light in the darkness, and they start checking it out... And all of a sudden, Dawn starts getting engulfed by these black tendrils. And since the page is all black already, it creates this really cool and terrifying effect as, like, it's pulling around her. Yeah. And they wonder what this could be. Oh, is it a lighthouse? Maybe it's a rest stop. Oh, maybe it's a marker for a halfway point. But it's like, It's a lure. It's a trap. Yeah. Like an anglerfish. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. This top word bubble as Don gets dragged away, like that is so creepy. creepy. Like how the the side of the word bubble is getting pulled into the darkness too. Um, just a really nice effect there. The surfer alights, you know, he he alights everything, um, but Don isn't there. He burns brighter than ten suns, and he can't find her. He's like, "Board, listen to me. We gotta find her." Yeah, he tells the board to focus on her essence, her psychic imprint, every feeling, every memory. So they split up to find her. So over these next uh, couple pages, we get some really cool stuff. Um, just like I talked about earlier, is they're laid out in these panels, but it's a double page spread. Whatever it's called, it's like just really awesome. And then around it, 
you get the surfer really small and the board like flying through the panels yeah. looking for Don. He does a lot of stuff like this with Madman, Michael Alred. Oh, cool. Uh, so I thought it was cool to see it here with um, the surfer. This first one is really cool because we get the story behind the number one issue cover. On that cover, it shows the surfer and Don running away from these bugs. Oh, right. But this is like from another angle. What's happening here is they're like these giant space ladybugs, and they've imprinted on Dawn because she has the ladybug pattern on her dress. Coleopterans. Yeah, so he has to remove the polka dots from her dress, um, and then they fly away. But then after that, she wants him to put him back because she feels naked without them. She says that they've been there ever since she was born. Since she's twins, uh, the dad was worried he would confuse them, so he's always had her in the ladybug and Eve in the bee colors. The bumblebee outfit. For yeah. her than the ladybug for her. That's cute. Well, I like how she says, like, you know, he was worried that uh, he wouldn't be able to tell him apart. But then she goes, it's silly because he could tell us apart from the moment he saw us, but the dots and the stripes stuck and they've always been our thing. Right. Yeah, that is cute. And so he's like, very well, Earth Girl. From this moment on, I solemnly swear to always respect your dots. <laughs> and his expression right yeah. there is just so cool, really just cute. so cute and genuine. And so we see, like, um, you know, all these different uh, adventures when they're in the winter climate in, on Phrygia. You know, he gives her like a I'll have coat. to reconfigure your attire for the climate. And she's like, yeah, but remember the rule. And yeah. she's got this really cute ladybug polka dot coat. And then we see her with like a polka dot poncho and a one piece bathing suit. And then like some sort of like sorcerer gown or some nice. sort of ceremon- ceremonial gown. I was going to say regal, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Regal, great. yeah. All that is really cute, right? I like her weird horse monster that she's on, too. So they're remembering, you know, he was like, oh, well, she's been pulled from the board before. Remember this time that this happened. They also remember that time they were trapped on Reina Terra's slave ship. Here we get Reina Terra. This is her only appearance. Um, I couldn't find her in any other any other Marvel comics. She kind of looks like a Kree armor from the Captain Marvel movie, but she has long purple hair and she's in like an egg with tentacles Raina-tara. or something I, like that. Yeah, I didn't catch that name until you said it out loud. Yeah. Reina Terra. It's pretty good. And we also got to talk about the Conquista droids. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This is really good. So yeah, um, this is very Saturday morning cartoonish. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. The board is able to come through the ship and save them and Reina Terra is like the hall is impregnable but the surfer says um, the board was able to atomize itself and reconstruct itself inside the ship Don is like way to go to me I didn't know you could do that but then the reflection of herself in the board is sad and so she's like oh do you not like doing that and then it touches its nose and she was like oh that was right on the nose like I think that's really cute how they communicate right. with each yeah. other so then she tells Norrin, she's like, look, I've been talking with Toomey. He doesn't like it when you break down his molecules and make him go back together. And he's like, oh, I had no idea. Good to know. I won't do that anymore. I love that how he just updates his information. He's not like, fuck, I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah, right, yeah. Like, no, of course I won't do that anymore. And then um, her reflection blows her a kiss from Toomey. But it, she also says, um, see, done and done. So it almost makes me feel like the board was afraid to tell the surfer yeah. that or something. Yeah. And she's like, no, I'm going to advocate for yes. you. So the, the board is also remembering her, too. That's what I was saying. I was like, I like how like the last set was a yeah. surfer's memory and this is Toomey's memories. Yeah. So yeah. And, we, and we also see the board and, and Toomey flying around the panels. We also get the time that she was abducted by the Dingling family. What? Um, they're essentially space hicks. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Star- the ceremony, Granny. <laughs> Time to get this atomic shotgun wedding going. So this is really silly. They want Don to marry one of them, 
they also have a table of all these fixins for the wedding and they're like fruit pies they're a bunch of fruit pies so they have the wedding ring and it's an important ring because it's like the mammy's wedding ring and so the surfer turns all the fruit pies into wedding rings and then so they don't know which one it is and they get distracted by that and they're able to make their escape but they're like, oh, that was the last time that Dawn was abducted. They're continuing to remember like all the different times that stuff like this has happened. <laughs> the ding-a-ling family. The ding-a-ling family. At the end, they're like, oh, but on account of these rings, we're rich. Well, it's like how he says, well, she's gone. I mean, what's worse, we're all out of fruit pies. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the moon maze of Taro. The timing was all up to me. So this is the moment in the book where I realize that Toomey is the one doing the little captions yeah the time that noran and don went too far yeah, it's to me saying that because right here he says the time it was all up to me oh my god that's so fucking cute isn't that cool that's oh. a nice little detail it's always the surfboard behind whatever it's saying too so it says moon maze of taro but the surfboard is behind it you know this little kid fell into a crack into this maze Don is like, but Toomey could fit. He'll do it. And they're like, Toomey, our board, the silver plank. He looks so sad and so scary. Yeah. So there's an, uh, this is cute too, because there's an actual maze within the, like, Aww, it, like a coloring book or yeah. something. You know, it almost looks like a page from a coloring book with his giant maze there. So Toomey is able to go in there and rescue the little boy. And he's so happy to be back. Yeah. Look at him. He's safe. Yeah. She has always believed in us that we could aspire to be more. So then we get this final memory. It's them having a picnic, and the surfer is like, I don't get the point of this picnic. And she's like, well, it's the point to like eat some amazing food and just like hang out or whatever. But what they don't know is those pirates from that point one comic are out to get their revenge. And so they're stalking them. Oh, the geez. surfer even says, like, this makes me feel really fragile being silvered down like this. And she's like, it's okay to let your guard down. But then the shark guy attacks, and he actually is able to chop off the surfer's arm. Right. And he immediately starts to silver back up again. And he's like, my arm. So he gets it and he sticks it back on and then he silvers around it. And he's like, it's not responding. It's not. Oh, there. It's fine. And she's like, will it be okay when you silver down again? We shall never know because I'm not doing that ever again. Oh, and no. she's like, but? He's like, no. Nothing is worth taking that kind of risk again. Nothing. So he has this moment. He's like, wait, that's it. All this time in the darkness, the creature didn't come for me because I'm in my silver form. So he silvers down to become vulnerable, so that way the tentacles will take him too. Jeez. But through all the memories, you know, that that leads them towards that conclusion. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I really like that. And then so in the darkness, he hears the heartbeat of Dawn. And then he's able to blaze brighter than before and save her. As he's taking her out, you know, we see all these other bodies of all the other victims from this place. She's like, it's going to eat us. And he's like, no, it won't. To me, my board. <laughs> to me. <laughs> so the board fends off the monster. And the surfer's like, now to make our escape. And she's like, no. And he's like, no, we can't just leave. Not while the beacon's on. Not when can lure more innocent people here. And he's like, you're right. Let this accursed light tempt wayward travelers no more. And he smashes the light. And once he does, all the stars come back out again. And she's like, we made it to the other side. And he's like, oh, maybe it was a lighthouse or it created the illusion of darkness. And so she realizes that he's silvered down. And she's like, how is your arm? And he's like, it's fine. And she was like, wow, we've been through a lot, but that was the scariest thing for me. And he was like, for me as well. The thought of losing you, Don Greenwood, I hear. And so he makes like a silver ring. There's like a piece of his finger that comes off. And she's like, a ring? More than that, it's a part of me. Now, wherever you go throughout all of time and space, I will be with you. And we'll always be able to find our way back to each other. And she's like, wow, Norrin? Yes. 
Does this mean we're going out? <laughs> the end. The That's end. So cute. Yeah. So uh, fuck. Imagine having part of the Silver Surfer, right, As yeah, your ring. Yeah. That's adorable. That's so awesome. I like a lot of these stories because they are just kind of like one self-contained issue. But you're getting the evolution of this relationship. Yeah. You know, you're getting the evolution of Dawn and the Surfer. They're both kind of growing together, yeah. and it's just good stuff. It's yeah. just cute. And the art is really good. good. I love the way the Alreds draw Dawn and her facial expressions. You know what I mean? All the different aliens. It's just... um, Plus, imagine stunting on all your fucking boys with that shit. Did you see? Yes, we saw. We saw... We saw the ring of great cosmic power that you made out of yourself to give a part of yourself (laughs) to your girlfriend. Yeah, I've never stopped hearing the fucking end of it. Right, right. Well, the Silver Surfer, did you yeah, hear what did he did? Yeah, did you hear what he did? Yeah, I heard. I heard what he did. I heard that. I'll never fucking hear the end anyway. of it now. Thanks, Norin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I'm so glad that you guys are enjoying this stuff. What, what did you think of these batch of issues? Okay, so I can't remember if I said this before we started recording or whatever, but I mean, everything's just like kind of horrible and terrible, and it was just fun to read these issues, and it was fun and it was lighted it made me very happy and i enjoyed it so very much yeah yeah i totally agree and i feel like um the the next thing that we're going to get into with this comic is like a big story like a like a three-part story but i like these where they're just traveling through space and they're just doing stuff you know what i mean and so this series does have like the interconnected long form storytelling, but it's also just got these like little Character moments. Character development I, moments. I think are so yeah. important. There's some of my favorite issues. That issue number six. Very important. I love that one where yeah. she won't let him go on the adventure. <laughs> she keeps stopping him, and then it's just that so is cool. The adventure. Yeah. You know, it's so cool. I love Warrior Number One and the whole Primean planet. I love that whole concept. Yeah. So anyway, I like, good stuff. And I like how it's like each one is its own standalone thing, but they all flow right into each other so very easily. Mm-hmm. And you get all this weird. <laughs> wacky truly creative stuff that i mean reina terra like that's never been or like the planet nauticos but then you also have the conquista the, bots yeah no, conquista uh, droids oh conquista the, droids uh, yeah the, uh, but like you said like the nautica the planet where all everyone's like a fish or a yeah. something or a whatever but then you also get the Guardians of the Galaxy, and you yeah. get Doctor Strange and the Hulk, and you, yeah. so you, you. And as we go through the series, you you get more of that too. You get stuff where they pull you into the Marvel universe, yeah. and they go, "Oh, here's stuff that's familiar to you," and then they just take you off and do this other like wacky stuff. Well, and like so. when you know, when I was a kid, like I would, I would think about stuff like that's what little kids do in their imagination. Like, what if you could go to the best ice cream place in the universe? Yeah. <laughs> Damn straight. What would that be like? And like you know, you play act these little things out, or you draw little pictures, or yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Do little whatever, like that's a lot of this makes me feel like that. Like when I was a kid, like what the shit that you would just come up with, the dorkiest shit, put it yeah. in there, yeah. put it in there. It's part of the story, yeah. and I love that that they don't they don't go nah, that's silly. Just put it right. It's great, right. and they make you feel things anyway. Like you know, they're like, well, that can be a vehicle for feeling things that's fine you oh know? yeah I, I think that's that's really cool awesome well thank you guys so much for hanging out on this episode i hope you guys enjoyed that and i'm excited to hear your thoughts and now aubrey's gonna say all the things all right silver surfer i forgot to mention i saw dan slot posted on twitter that the omnibus is coming back in print oh, oh that is so awesome oh yes okay Yes, you need to buy this. I'm telling you right now. I already have a copy of it. You need to buy He's this so omnibus when it comes back into print. 
He's excited oh, for you. I'm going to buy another listener. copy just to have one so I could give to somebody or something. Aww. I'm so excited this is coming back. He's into not print. making that up. He will do that. I he will has do done that. that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. That's great news, Aubrey. Good job. Yeah. So, I had fun with the Silver Surfer. Obviously, you know, you could tell we all did. Uh, I want to hear what you thought. Send us a. Hey, you damn guys at bookclubmembercomics at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at bookclubmembercomics and on Twitter at bookclubmembers. You can also find all of our resources on our Facebook About section, our Bodbean website, and our link trees on Instagram and Twitter. As always, a special thank you to Paul from Grotahan for the uh, the listener feedback. Thank you, Paul. We should call it the listener theme back. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, John, uh, for doing all this wonderful editing and picking this great, wonderful story. Thank you, Danielle, for all your fun times <laughs> you're uh, welcome and thank you listeners for listening remember to get on the ross's kickstarter the stomp kickstarter it's uh less than a hundred dollars away and you still got well 10 days of today so i do the math somebody else there'll be like a week left by the time this comes out so get on it yes the link is in our show notes and on our link trees our theme music is provided by only beast you can find our podcast wherever you get your podcast from and if you are there open it up give us that five star review yes Next week, we're reading uh, Baltimore's The Passing Strangers, issues one through two. So you know what to do. Pull out them trades, omnis, digitals. Um, scrying bowl. Scrying bowls, you know. <laughs> A palantir. <laughs> and join us. Don't. You'll take psychic damage. You'll writhe around Because you, you don't know where the other palantirs are. You don't are. know where it is. You don't know who's possession of the others. Yeah. yeah. It's probably Wes. Wes in the corner? No. It's Wes. Is he over there? <laughs> oh, I don't he's see not, him. He's sleeping. He's slumbering. And join don't us. Don't disturb his slumber. And join us next week on Book Club Member Comics. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. I'm a synchronous supernova cascade, a pentagonal cascade that happens once in a millennium. <laughs> and I'm Aubrey Loveless, friend of the Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> so good.